Before we get too far into this podcast, I want to thank the folks at Racetech, Racetech.com, coming on board this podcast. Pulp 22 is the code to save. So if you want to get your motor work done, you want to get some suspension work done, use the folks at Racetech. they got authorized service centers all across America as well. Racetech.com. Tell them you listen to Pulp MX and you can save with the folks at Racetech. Thank you for those guys coming on board as well. Get ready to ride with all balls racing. After a long winter, your bike may be ready for some TLC, a carburetor rebuild kit from all balls racing. Get your bike in the top condition and ready to hit the road or trails. They got as well. They got the vertex pistons and hot cams and uh, um, lots of things going on. They got the um, bike in a box rebuild kits as well. The all balls customer service team is available to assist with a part or fitment question. Give them a call. 555-402-8000 for more information. All balls racing. They're all in. So you can go all out. Thanks to those guys for coming on board. All right. On to the show. MX Network Production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires, Renthal, Motosport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. With your continuing gracious support of our sponsors, we're thriving at over 1,800 podcasts delivered with over 20 million downloads. Click the Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews, race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's the voice bringing it all to you, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X podcast with Weege and JT. The Lakewood review is coming. Uh, we'll talk all everything that we saw and heard at Lakewood. And J- JT's coming from uh, Germany, so he's going to talk about the MXGP that he went to today as well, uh, that Tim Geyser won. Um, as thanks to uh, thanks to Fly Racing, man. Uh, Shane McElrath, Joey Savacci, just a couple of the newest Fly Racing athletes out there wearing the Formula helmet. It's uh, man, it is an amazing helmet. Go to flyracing.com, read about the helmet, read about the tech, the Rion technology. It's lightweight, it's safe, it's quiet. Really, really great helmet. I love it. Uh, I love the one that I have as well. Um, so please check it out, flyracing.com. Twenty twenty two and a half kinetic meshes out. Great colors. Uh, this is my favorite line of gear that they make. It fits well. It's super lightweight. It's super flexy, um, and it's super vented uh, because it is June already, and it's hot. So thanks to the folks at Fly Racing for coming on uh, this podcast, and get it from motorsport.com as, if you can. Also, thank you to the folks at Maxxis Tires, MXSTs, developed by Jeremy McGrath, used by uh, Alex Ray, Kay Clayson this past Supercross season. They put them in the main events. Great tires. They, got, they still got the whole line of IT and STs as well. MXSTs, though, work really well. All sizes available now, of course. And so please check out Maxxis Tires, maxxis.com. Light truck tires and mountain bike tires are amazing. Uh, they work really, really well on a lot of bikes. I like the Minions if it was uh, up to me. Maxxis.com for more information. Thank you to the folks at Renthal. Renthal.com. Uh, Jet Lawrence using Renthal handlebars to win Thunder Valley. Ken Roxon, Renthal again to use uh, to win Thunder Valley. Uh, and last weekend they swept uh, they swept the MXGP, they swept the American Series, and they swept the Canadian Series as well. So yeah, you know Renthal, you know the name. Great uh, company, Renthal.com. They got a really cool interactive website, uh, dealer locators as well. You can find product on there. You can find what kind of handlebar you want. You can punch in the, the stats and they'll, they'll tell you which Renthal to pick. 
They got the Fat Bar 36 that came out a couple of years ago. They got the normal, regular Fat Bar. Uh, of course, the 7 8 Bar, the trusty old 7 8 Bar that Renthal made their name with. Still available. Twin Wall Bar as well. Renthal.com for more information on that. And, uh, yeah, trusted in the paddock by uh, Red Bull KTM, Monster Kawasaki, Factory Honda, and more titles than all the other brands combined. They speak for themselves. I guarantee you, if you're listening to this, you've probably, and you ride, you probably had a set, something from Renthal on your bike over the years. Sprockets, chains, grips, bars, mountain bike stuff. Uh, thank you to Renthal. Mac, uh, uh, Maxis as well, motorsport.com and Cobo Links. We'll talk more about them later on in this show. Uh, and, uh, yeah, thanks, everybody, for listening. Appreciate it. Let's uh, get Weege and JT on the line, shall we? As promised here on the uh, Fly Racing Racer X podcast, we are going to talk to a couple of uh, uh, experts about the uh, the series, including uh, one gentleman who is over in Germany as we do this, went to the MXGP in Teuschenthal today where Tim Geiser took the win. Uh, first up, it is uh, Jason Wygan. What's up, Weech? How are you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. What's happening? Well, it was a lot better weekend. We didn't have JT on the TV crew, so yeah. everything went a lot smoother, so I'm... Um, you know, never been a bigger fan of the GPs than I was this weekend because wow. they took them away, and that really helped us. Because you were with the professional group, you know, Will, Ricky, you know, professionals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, somebody asked me, uh, hey, how's the weekend going to go? I'm like, this is a vacation. Like, everybody, we're just hanging out. Like, yeah. I don't need to tell Ricky anything. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, Jason Thomas, all the way from Germany, it's JT. What's up, man? My response to Weed would be that is uh, wildly accurate, but also oh. hurts a lot. Hurts a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I bet. Um, Weed, so you had Ricky. Hey, JT, oh. did it help you? Uh, you? You told us last week, actually, on a text thread that you were looking forward to going back to the GPs with what you'd learned uh, from doing the stuff uh, here. So did that Did that help? Uh, it did. You know what? I was just more comfortable. You know, mm -hmm. I, I, I had this problem where I would come to a GP, go home for a couple months, and, and by the last moto, similar to what Brock Glover and Rick Johnson and these guys have been working through, I would get comfortable by the final moto, and then it was time to fly home. Then I would yeah. fly back in two months and go through the same process again. So this weekend, I felt kind of good to go right away, um, which was kind of nice. So I, can, I, I feel like this weekend being here, I'll go back into High Point next weekend and kind of jump right back into where I was from Hangtown, maybe even a little bit better. So it's uh, – yeah, it's – the more you do this, it's just like Steve says with podcasts or whatever, the more it just reps, right? You get more comfortable, you kind of your personality kind of comes out because you allow it to because you're comfortable with what's coming at you. Um, so yeah, that was definitely a thing this weekend. I haven't watched the show yet. Uh, we're doing this in the morning. Um, how was RC? Um, uh, we each, how was it? Yeah, I was pretty excited about working with him. We had never worked just the two of us. I had been in the three-man booth with him a lot, uh, offsets open. And uh, he's come in for a few nationals here and there through the years, but it was always like, say, me, Emig, and him, or me, GL, and him. Uh, so that was kind of cool. And, you know, NBC called us and said, we want you guys to do it. So that's always nice, uh, compliment from them. So, yeah, it was it was good. Like I said, nothing against the other guys, but you know that you're you're trying to help explain, like, we do it like this and listen for that, and this is going to be this. And to not have to worry about that this weekend was was nice. And, um, no, RC, and you've done podcasts with him about this. He's come such a long way um, yeah. as an announcer. And I honestly think the main thing that I notice watching Supercross is his enthusiasm. He's just so much more pumped up. Uh, and these are long days, as JT has now learned firsthand. It's four straight freaking hours, which probably doesn't sound like a lot, but it is uh, when you have to be super energetic every single minute for four hours, and he's good for it now, man. And the racing helps, obviously. We have great racing right now. Like, 
freaking incredible racing. So it was a great show. It was good to work with them, and yeah, it was enjoyable. Nice, nice. Um, what a I think the highlight of the day for everybody uh, watching and, and, and everybody was there was the Tomac Roxon. 758th battle of their career in that second moto. It was so good. Honestly, I thought Kenny would fade a little bit and Eli would get him and, and he didn't and he fought back and he was so smart in some of his lines and, and it was Eli's probably last time racing Lakewood uh, as he told me uh, afterwards and he wanted the win and then he had the overall so I'm like, okay, he's letting it go a little bit but then as he explained, his rear brake went out, so he kind of had to let Ken go. And and if Ken hadn't fought him that hard, and if Ken just rolled over a little bit, which you know it's easy to see him doing, then he doesn't get the overall when Chase Sexton, you know, makes that last lap mistake. Uh, uh, so the the fighting and the, the everything else that Kenny was doing was rewarded with an overall win. Um, that battle was so good, Weech, and, and they were they made some contact. And they were both stoked after about it. I was waiting for the crowd response to Kenny on the podium. Like, oh, no. Like, you know, like, this is Eli's people and Kenny's whatever. And the fans were stoked and they gave him a hand. And, uh, yeah, it was just a really, really cool moment in the series. It might even, when all 12 rounds are done, you might remember that battle at Lakewood as one of the five or seven moments of the series it was terrific fantastic racing yeah it was and uh, it's good for Roxon because he had made some bold claims and it was really one instagram post where he was really talking about how good he was going to be this year and that led to some criticism because look we've seen it all for Roxon. we've seen him be the best rider in the world at times and we've seen him fade at others so i think anytime he throws some bold claims out there it raises eyebrows like really uh, and, you know, even listening to James Stewart's podcast last week, he's like, you know, you went, you're dropping F-bombs on Instagram and you're letting people buy you at Hangtown. And I, he was really good at Fox Raceway. I, he didn't win, but he did keep Sexton honest all the way to the end. He didn't fade. I feel like he fought hard to the end, like he said he was going to do. But he was way off at Hangtown. So I think everybody came into this race thinking, yeah, whatever. Same old Kenny. It's going to be good for the first five laps. And he's going to fade. But, bro, like, now... You have to you have to believe in him. Like he said, I'm going to be relentless, and all these words he used, and that's exactly what he was. I mean, dude, Steve, how many people do you think on the side of the track? What is the percentage of people that thought he was going to hold Eli off? Ninety. Uh, oh, I was going to say I was going to say the odds yeah. that people thought Eli was going to get by were ninety four. Ninety four percent of people. Ninety four. Okay, ninety four. Yeah. Everybody's wearing a Honda shirt. The other six. Yeah, yeah. The other six. Actually, actually, no. I, do, I mean, the Honda guys have seen it. Yeah, they might have thought the same thing. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the other the other 6% were Honda guys or Germans that were there. Germans. Yeah. No, actually, I take it back. I mean, look, the Honda guys saw Cooper Whip rip his heart out over and over in Supercross. Yeah. Like, they know. Yeah. They know the odds. So it was fantastic for him to back up his bold claims well, of, I'm going to fight for it. I'm going to leave it on the track. I'm going to be relentless. I'm not going to give up. He did all those things. He, it literally happened seven days ago at Hangtown. Like, he led. Oh. And then he got dropped. And... You so yep. like it literally happened, but uh, what a yes. battle, JT! Uh, have you had a chance to watch? Yeah, of course. Okay, of course. I, d I didn't um, know. Um, but um, he's monk like Steve. He no, I know. Stop. Yeah, good point. He's monk like. Um, the 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 counter punch, and the punching, and the the strikes of each guy, and each guy looking at where the other guy was going, and and holding the inside. It was terrific racing. 
just really, really smart racing by all everybody. Yeah, it was good, and I, and I think you uh, you could tell that those two trust each other. Um, you can't really trust everyone that you race against, and that's just that's just a fact globally. You know, you but most guys know who they can trust and know who they can't trust. Uh, it, you know, I think Bradshaw and Stanton had that trust way back in the day that they would never go for a cheap shot on each other. Where you know, but if Matasovich was involved, everything went out the window. I think the same thing could be said if if you had tossed Jason Anderson into that mix or someone like that. Or, or we're going to trust... talk about Barsha and Savachi here in a little bit. So yeah, yeah, yeah. of course, right. right? Yeah, that the trust level comes way down, and there's no way that Tomac pushes it into the outside there if it's somebody like that. But he knows Roxon's not going to knock him down. Yeah, okay, maybe he's going to force him out of the rut, but he's not going to knock him down. And that's – I really like the camaraderie there. I like the fact that they can trust each other and race each other hard and know that no one's going to go over the line. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think you get the best racing in those moments. You don't get somebody that just gets blown out because they're like, hey, I like, okay, yeah, you, I, you don't have to let me pass you. You can push me, but don't, you know, like full T-bone me. And yeah. you know how I feel about contact. I hate it. So, but I, So I like to watch that racing where guys are willing to take chances because – They've raced each other for 10 years. They know what the other guy's going to do almost before they do it. And in a way, JT, like, Kenny's fight, and by the way, he's so good at Lakewood, just FYI. Like, the, the Lakewood stats that I think RC... He's won four, four times. Yeah, RC threw them out, probably got them from Clinton, I think during the practice show each. Uh, uh, they were yeah, and at the end, yeah, Clinton is... Uh, you're, you're a stat guy as well, but RC loves Clinton. So, yeah, I think yeah. it was... He's won yeah. half of the motos? He's ever been in there? Yeah, it's Something crazy like that. Phenomenal. So yeah, the, the the fight that Kenny showed JT was rewarded with like Sexton's mistake and getting the overall. Like if anything, that I mean, look, Kenny's a multi-time champion. He you know he's one of the all-timers. So I, I guess in a way, this is uh, he knows this already. But it's also going to reinforce Rock in Roxton's head. Like, dude, I, I everything counts. Every single guy that gets by me counts. Maybe this changes things going forward. It was hot. We were at altitude. Things that we were all watching Ken Roxon for, JT, and he, he was strong. Yeah, I just felt good for Kenny, regardless of where it goes from here. You know, it's a long series, and we don't know what's going to happen, but <laughs> Kenny's, Kenny suffered a lot. And he, he's, also, he's also won a lot. You know, I don't think anybody should feel sorry for Kenny. He's won championships and races globally, all over the world, world titles, all kinds of things. So... It shouldn't be a pity party, but at the same time, it's hard not to feel really good for him. Um, You know, he's had his heart ripped out so many times. And uh, to see things go his way, even if it's at the expense of Chase Sexton, you know, Chase crashed all on his own, so that's his fault. But to see it go his way one time was pretty cool. He just hasn't had many things. You know, when the ball's bouncing, it hasn't bounced his way that often. Uh, We we were talking to him after – I was talking to him after the race, and then I I said, you know, hey, we're – you know, we're all wondering about you. We all talk about you on our shows and stuff, right? Like ju- this was during the interview, and uh, yeah, and then I heard it, yeah. yeah, and so then I hit stop, and he goes, he goes, I don't listen, man. And I go, I'm like looking at him, like of course you don't listen to podcasts. He goes, uh, uh, I don't listen, man. But what were you guys saying? You guys counted me out, didn't you? You guys counted me out. I'm like, <laughs> no. I said no. We said it, it. I said it's. We said it's boiled down to four guys. There's some separation. There's four guys, and you're one of the guys. Hold on, you counted him out last year. Yeah, yeah, but uh, he was talking about this year, like like this 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 year. Wait, what do you mean? No, like he's saying, what do you guys? You've been counting like, him out. You've no, been counting him he out. said like something. What are you guys saying about me right now, or something like that? Like what you know? And that's and I we. Reach, would... Can I get a ruling here? Oh God, dude. Unfortunately, 
after he won Anaheim one, he came on Steve's show and freaking agreed with Steve on Steve's own theory about himself, which was negative. Yeah, but, yeah of but course. Of is course. anybody saying that you've been counting me out? Steve has been counting him out. Well, the, the, the context was, what are you guys saying about me on your shows right now? Because I think after Hangtown, he was like, yeah, it wasn't good. So, anyways, you're, 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 you're. I don't know. Do you think? Do you think really people were writing him off after Hangtown? I thought he was fine. No, like, no, okay, no. I agree. Win, no, fine. I agree. And that's what these, what these riders, they live in such the moment, right? They just live in such the moment, and they just, they're, they're pieces of shit if they don't win, and they're, they rule if they do. They live on this roller coaster. I've totally experienced this over the years, but it was just funny. And I said, no, no, no. I said, you're. We all think you're still in the mix, Kenny. And he's like, he's like, I am, man. I'm like, okay, man. All right, good. So um, it was just funny. It was a funny moment. And, uh, um, you know, and, and yeah, it was, it was awesome. Three, we each, three races, three winners, man. Yeah, and you know Tomac's going to win it overall. Uh, he could have won the last two. So you'll have four soon. Uh, it's awesome. And what I've been thinking about with these motos being so good, you know, technically this one came down to the wire because Sexton crashed. And Tomac, what did he past six or seven guys in the first moto that was spectacular. The four motos at Hangtown were, uh, the, the two motos at Hangtown were nail biters down to the wire. Um, you know me, I don't get overly hung up on retro and the golden days and things used to be better and the sports dying. Okay, we're celebrating 50 seasons of this series. I challenge anyone to find a time where the racing was better than it is right now. It's unbelievable. And it kept hitting me in the face because all weekend long we're talking about Carmichael and he's the goat and showing his stats. And I kept joking to him, uh, Hey, I do announce your races when you were winning like 48 motos or 48 overalls out of 50 over like a two and a half year span. This is unreal. What we have, not only the variety of winners, but how close the action is. It's, I don't, I don't think it's ever been better. And I know everybody's always going to say things used to be better. I, I, I loved it when I was 25 years old. That's everybody's peak of everything. But, dude, this racing is best I've ever seen. Straight up. Uh, I, I can't say that. I don't know. I have to sit back and think about it. Uh, you know, yeah, I don't know. But I, it's really good. It's really good. So I'll, I'll give you that, Weege. I'm not ready to sit back there and make that claim, but it's really good. Um, well, uh, if people are going to come up with, hey, yeah, RC and Stu battling on 450s was unreal. It There's was. no doubt about yeah, it. Yeah. But th- it was awesome to watch, but it was a – Time bomb. I mean, it was good for five or ten minutes or fifteen minutes. We had a couple that went thirty plus two, but each of these motos the last two weeks have been like in doubt. My favorite. My favorite right to the end. My favorite era was the Tim Ferry era. Myself. Oh, okay. That those days okay. were pretty good. So JT, okay. JT JT was in the fight for those. So I mean, he's going to agree with me. So I was not in the fight. I was in. I was uh, somewhere watching the fight far far back, like looking <laughs> over the next jump, trying to see the fight. Right. Um. Uh, so yeah, Tomac. That first motorfight, Tomac was fantastic. Uh, you're right about that. We, we we should give him props for that. That was great to see him do that, and he motored away with it. And like at that point, you're like, okay, well, Eli's won two in a row, and here we go, right? Like this, yes. this should be it. And you know, he's in, in Lakewood and everything else. Um, um, by the way, I asked him about last year at eleven ten. I can't figure. He still doesn't know what happened. He doesn't remember it. He doesn't want to talk about it. But I did ask him, "Hey, whatever happened last year, man? Like, what? Just can you can you break this down for us?" But he really couldn't. Um, Do you remember our pod a year ago where we just it was like forty five minutes of just Eli to- like shitting on Eli Tomac? I don't, but I'm sure we did. It was brutal. Yeah. No, it was br- <laughs> you wrapped up the pod of Lakewood last year saying, 
are we, are we done or you want to go back and talk some more shit on Tomac for some more minutes? <laughs> nice. Yeah. Oh, but here's something crazy, by the way. So we now have a Friday night show that we do uh, on the Monster Energy stage. And we had, you can watch it on the, uh, go to the YouTube channel for the series, which is um, American Motocross. And we had Tomac on as a guest. Okay. The three of us have spent hours of our lives analyzing Eli Tomac's weirdo rides. Mm-hmm. So we asked him about the first moto of the year at Fox Raceway. And he just says, yeah, my problem is sometimes if my bike feels a little low in the back, I have to hang on too much of my arms, and then I just get arm pump, and that's why I have bad motos. And I'm like, what? <laughs> You're like, you can't tell us that? Yeah, this could have oh, you know? yeah, solved. This could have saved us hours, Eli. This could have saved us hours. <laughs> You've, we've trashed you relentlessly for psychoanalysis and everything we can come up with and it's just yeah shock's too low yeah 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 and we <laughs> literally i want my hours back where we could have just said hey man his shock was probably too low <laughs> and we just move on and we just move on and just, yeah. I, I will never get this time back no no it's bullshit yeah <laughs> my, my poor kids I, I could have been a much better dad if we been spending time analyzing helic <laughs> could have just said shock's too low moving on yeah yep let's go to the pool yeah yeah exactly right dude <laughs> Um, hey, so Sexton throws that moto win away, um, and it's not great. He was very adamant <laughs> after the race, multiple times in my post-race interview. Yeah, I've changed, man. I'm just, I'm just not the same guy. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a different guy now. I'm, I don't just throw things away. <laughs> after he just threw things away, he just, he had a message he had to get out. He had a message uh, that he wanted to get out to everybody, and I'm sure he said the same thing. To in himself. Every, in everybody, yeah, to himself and to everybody's interview, <laughs> that it, it is not, this is not, this was not the same as a Supercross. And, uh, okay, all right. But you know what, though, for reals, it does suck that, he, that that happened to him, and, you know, props to uh, Roxanne and Tomac for staying right there with him. But it was, JT, a nice rebound. He was off the pace in Moto1, like, just kind of hanging back there fourth, right? Couldn't do much after showing so much speed the first four motos. But then, like, let's just say he basically won that moto. Like, that's a nice rebound for uh, – that's what that's what outdoor champions do. Like, just, you know, they don't have the four or five days. They have a four one day or whatever. It showed me something to me anyways. That showed me something. Yeah, that's, that's kind of why I wanted to get that stat across at Hangtown. You know, it's uh, his Fox Raceway historic – finish has been a 2.3 and the rest of his 450 career has been 5.1 and 2.3 will get you a championship 5.1 will not so which guy are you going to be and we're getting more and more evidence that it could be it could be the former and uh, that's what it's going to take he needs to kind of evolve into that guy that's for real at every round and you know what's happened in the past is we'd show up and we'd go to you know southwick and he would be like sixth all day you know that's not going to get it done you give away too many points in those scenarios so it it looks like he's kind of taking that next step i'm not i'm not 93 mcgrath like you are but uh he is he is evolving he's he's getting better and i think we can take him seriously for a title this year we i think that was a big step like for i agree jt here yep yeah i i like your theory there i know the headline is going to be they threw away the moto but to me although he's got this stigma of throwing races away because we've literally seen this before, I'm not really hung up on that. The real point is, yeah, when he got fourth in the first moto and Eli won two in a row and coming through the pack, you're just like, ah, we are all pumped and Tomas just going to take this thing over. And for him to come back, I mean, he 
He beat Elon Edwards straight up in his second moto. He was better than them. He didn't beat him at the finish, but he pulled away from him on his own merits. Yeah. He whole shot them and they couldn't catch him. He pulled away. So that, yeah, to me, was big. Like, once he got that fourth, I'm like, yeah, here it comes. And, like, to JT's point, but the fact that he was better better than them in that second moto proves he's for real. And the crashes, I know people are kind of laughing because he did say in his TV interview that's the last time I'll ever do that. And I think people are like, yeah, we'll see. But whatever. That was one moment. The 99% of the moto, he was the best guy. And that's very significant to me. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That, that's, what, that's what champions do, right? That's what guys do. They, they figure it out yeah. and make it work. And, and he did for the most yeah. part. Uh, Anderson 3-6 went down in Moto2 while he was second, so who knows how that could have been. But um, I did find out that in that second Moto, like he was kind of all over McElrath, and props to McElrath for riding really well and holding him off. Um, they had a good battle for a few number of laps. But I guess, did you guys see Anderson? I don't know if it made the broadcast, but Anderson hit the Cherby's square plastic thing. Did you guys see that coming up the start? Yeah, they showed it. Oh, they did show yeah. it. Okay, so I guess his hand yeah. was bugging him. After that, so a yeah, little bit of a hand uh, Rick, issue. Ricky was, uh, Ricky was definitely theorizing that. Um, I mean, it was a it was a noticeable drop off, right? He went from charging forward, trying to to get to the front, to just like salvage mode. Yeah. Yep. So we'll see what happens if there's yep. a, if that's anything serious at all. But three six on the that day. was the first moto when he hit that. Yeah. But then yeah. the second moto, he wasn't as good. So right. Right. Makes right. you wonder. And, and I was wondering yeah. too a little bit, like. Like, obviously, when he catches McElrath, you're like, well, he's going to get by McElrath, right? And, and no offense to Shane, but he, he couldn't, and then he dropped off, and you're like, well, heat, altitude, who knows, right? Long day, but I, from what I hear, it was more the hand. So Okay. Um, I, I heard it wasn't the hand, so I don't know. Oh, okay. See. All right. Uh, the, he did attend the post-race. Um, there's a press conference, and then other riders are able to attend. Steve, I don't think you interviewed him, though. I didn't actually, though. You know you what? Did not. I would have. I would have. Oh. But he was not there for. <laughs> he was not there for long, and I was in the middle of talking to, probably one of those Yamaha kids. I didn't know who it was. <laughs> okay, that's hilarious. We'll get to that. Uh, so I'll see. There, there'll be some Anderson interviews, I'm sure, probably on YouTube right now, and we'll see what he says. Um, I just don't know yet. Right, right. Well, I was sitting at an airport gate for hours with um, a gentleman who works very close with him, and that's what that guy told me. Oh, well, that's a pretty good source. Yeah. So, um, Antonio Caroli, scoop tire, two hole shots. Yeah, AC, two, 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 fourth in the second moto. Uh, he said he was not happy with getting gaps so quick, but then he felt like he pulled it up and the, the gap stayed the same, so he was happy about that. Uh, and two hole shots. Again, he, he talked about Hangtown wanting to get a photo. He's got more photos, Weech, Antonio Caroli. Oh, did you want to get a photo here, too? Well, no, no. I just assume he will want this photo, too. He just oh, more photo. whole shot just, photos. Just, yeah, just more <laughs> whole shot photos, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And good for you for picking up on that Parley scoop tire, which is pretty legendary. Uh, goes all the way back to, well, obviously many successes in MXGP, but uh, the the JGR 1-2 finish at Daytona with Stewart and Millsaps. Yeah. And, their their and, greatest shiny moment. And? Yep. And? <laughs> what? You don't know? No, what, what, what else? The it's other shiny JGR's one night where they were good. No, no, no. The other shiny moment for the Pirelli scoop on JGR, Troll Train's Mud Moto win. Oh, Loretta's. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Steve, so you're saying tro- was not, that was not Troll Train? That was just a tire? Well, I got Troll Train out front to showcase his skills. 
JT, I mean, I feel like he's disrespecting Troll Train's Friday by saying <laughs> that was just tire-induced. Here we go. Gosh, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, legendary scoop tire, so good for you picking up on that and asking about it. And then, yeah, I guess he is kind of saying, like, he's giving up. It's not the best tire for the for the he, rest of the track. When he told me in before the motos, he said, I won't, I won't second moto, I'll run the, the normal tire. But he didn't. He ran the scoop, too, and then he just said he'll figure – JT, it's the old – he told me, literally, like, I'll, I'll, I'll pick a tire for the start and I'll deal with it on the rest of the track. That's, that's what he did. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think, uh, that's a very Euro approach. Yeah. Um, you know, these guys over here run the scoop tire. If it's even close to manageable, they run it. Uh, just such an advantage to get out front. And, uh, I think that the Pirelli scoop tire is, uh, a little bit more manageable. Uh, that's what I hear anyway. I've never, you know, I haven't compared them back to back, but I hear when, right. You're getting on the side knob and you're, it's, you know, the, the trouble with the scoop tire is when you lose traction, it steps out really quickly and really violently and you don't really have inter, any intermediate kind of use. Uh, but supposedly that Pirelli is a little bit better in that arena, which allows a yeah. little bit wider range of use. Um, this was his best race so far uh, for Antonio. And by the way, he's going home after, he's, he's going home after high point, which I cannot believe it, but he just, he can't. So, He's on an ambassador deal with KTM, right? He's not getting yep. paid anything but purse money to be here. Oh. And he's trying to make a deal with KTM, and, they, and they, they can't make a deal with him. And he's like, I can't keep going with just purse money. Like, it's cool, it's fun, but I need, like, you know, bonuses. And, and they're just not doing it. And I can't believe it. If they had a guy going 1-1 or whatever, like, I get it. But, like, this is such a cool story, and it's so awesome, and – they're just yeah. See you later, Tony. I just wow. yeah yeah. I I can't believe it, but you know that's what they're doing. That is kind of what I heard. Um, you know, because it was uh, is he going to do it or not? And I heard he was shopping even for gear deals and sponsors, and he was kind of caught in this void of like, you know, he's transitioned into ambassador type guy, and he wants you know if he's going to race, I think he wants racing type money. I think but you can't that's... blame him, right? I think I'm I, I think no, I no. side with him, right? Yeah, yeah, right. No, no, I, I don't. I don't. And he, he mentioned in your interview, like, you know, I can't just do it for fun. And I'm like, yeah, that's a tough call. Like, he has the opportunity to race all these tracks and experience this, and it would be super cool. I'm sure he would love to race Redbud because he keeps talking about donations, and that's important to him. So I'm sure he'd love to get laps into the national there. But, yeah, I guess at some point you're like, bro, I'm a nine-time world champ. I can't do this for charity. Like, I, I'm riding, he's riding for free. That's great. So if he had podium in any of these races, he would have not gotten a bonus. No, purse money. That. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's just – it sucks. It's a once-in-a-lifetime chance to race all these rounds, but you can't expect a guy at that level to race for free. You can't, and it doesn't sound like JT, KTM even cares. That cool, man. Right on. Uh, I mean, sometimes budgets are budgets, and we don't we don't typically hear that a lot, you know, but sometimes that's just the way it is. Yeah. Like, it sounds – I'm sure someone there wants to do it, and someone else is saying, guys, we just can't do it. You know, I don't think they're, they want to be a jerk about it. Like, this guy's been a part of their program for a very long time. Yeah, exactly. So do it. And it's cool. I understand, but, Steve, I, I get it. I, I know what you're saying. But somebody clearly at some level of management is going, we don't have the money to do this. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Okay. Uh, also, by the way, um, Tony has discovered podcasts. He is now, he started listening to his first podcast last week. And what is it? What he's listening to? I'm immediately thinking of anything negative I've ever said. <laughs> I don't think there's anything. Though. No, no, there's nothing. He, uh, <laughs> no, he, he chose my show. He chose, oh. he, he chose the Pulp MX show. Yeah. 
I would have recommended main event moto. That's what I would have gone. Okay, well, I'm, I think yep. you got you got to pay for that. So he, Tony's not going to do that. He has he's not making no. any money. So he's, he's not getting paid. Yeah, he's yeah. not getting paid. He's not going to lay it out on podcasts. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah. Tony Tony's in the podcast, and Jill Jill his wife was like, you know, just better late than never. And <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I guess. So anyway, yeah, I always feel bad. I, I feel bad for anyone who's married to a guy who is into podcasts. It's Right. It's a lot of hours these wives are giving up to hear you talk about what's wrong with Tomac. Yeah, well, a lot just, of hours. I just needed to know what is shock. That's all I needed to know. <laughs> Marriages have been ripped apart with hours that people have been listening. Yeah. Uh, no, it was good to see them again. I, I wasn't at the first two races, so I caught up with both Jill and and their, their kid who may be the cutest kid in the world. It's possible if there's some sort of contest. He's awesome. He, he may be the cutest kid in the world, and I don't even like kids. But, yeah, he, he – <laughs> He, he could be the cutest kid in the world. Uh, so good to see him. And, uh, yeah, 5-4 on the day for him. Uh, Dunge was sick, not feeling well. He said on Wednesday he didn't even leave his bedroom, wasn't even sure he was going to race, felt a little better, got there. Um, I just kept watching Dunge out there. 7-7, seven, seven, eating roost up the start straight. How's it going, Ryan? Is everything, you like coming back? You like motocross? <laughs> He's sick, right? All of that. So, yeah, 7-7 seven, seven on the day for him. I have a lot of thoughts on the Dungey situation. Um, you know, again, and I already said this one, if you ask any sponsor, industry person, and most importantly, fans, would you rather have Ryan Dungey back at the races going 5-7 to seven or not? Everyone would say, yeah, that's cool. That's awesome to have him there. And he gets decent starts, so he's somewhat in the mix even. It's not like he's not a player. At the end of the moto, he's not there. Um, but at the same time, I think we all have this worry that, you know, he expects to be where he was, and he's not where he was. And honestly, it hasn't improved in these three rounds. If anything, the very first moto at Hangtown was probably his best. You know, at one point, he passes Tomac for third, and at you're Paula. like, oh, my God. Yeah, Paulo, you said Hangtown, but at Paulo. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, yes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you're like, oh, my God. And then he wasn't that good last week, but he's always been bad at Hangtown. Okay, I guess this week he was sick, but we're not seeing the progression uh, yeah. that I think we were all hoping for. So now it's really on to him. I, I think him getting five to seven every week and not being retired is cool. But does he think that? And I, I think that's what we were worried from day one, that he would be pissed I, if he wasn't winning. Now, he was in a good mood after the race. He was fine. He was hanging out. I get it. And he was sick, so we'll give him a pass on this one. If, yeah. if it keeps going this way, I say no. I say he, he won't be. I say he won't yeah. be, and he just pulls the plug. Oh, right, bold. Uh, but look, he was sick, so yeah. it's like he was sick, so like whatever. Yeah, I'm not, you know. But yes, uh, uh, no, no, that's yeah. a big if. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know that he could, you know, he get to a sandier track. Certainly, Millville, you know, Redbud, those types of tracks, I think, are better for him. Uh, maybe he's competitive, and I'm sure he's got that in the back of his mind. Like, you know, I don't know yet. I'm not out yet, but. Yeah, I think that was our all our big fear. We think it's all cool that he's coming and doing this. Yeah, and yeah. five to seven is fine, but we were all worried about his internal expectations of I thought I could podium like I used to. And look, he's not. So how is he taking it to me is the big the biggest question. Because yep. yep. I still think it's cool that he's yep. there. And as you mentioned earlier, he seems he seems like he's in a good mood. Dude, he, he does. Like he's loving it. Yep, he does. He was signing autographs, he was hanging out like all of yep. it. Yep, yep. Uh yep. it's my first time at the race, of course, again and, and yeah. Great, great mood for Dunge. Yep. So um, when I was talking yeah. to when I was talking to Tony and and Jill, he came by and he was like getting in the truck. He's like, "Hey man, what's up? How are you?" Like I'm just like, Ooh, "This is just bizarre." <laughs> like, 
Like, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. There's not, there's a lot of that. There's not. There wasn't a lot of. Hey, man, how are you? Back when he's racing <laughs> with me, with me. You know, so. buddy. Some wow, buddy. There, there was the buddy moment. See you yeah. next week, buddy. Yeah, there was the next. <laughs> no one could forget. <laughs> Turns out he may not have meant that. No, I don't, I don't think No, that. yeah, yeah. In hindsight, yeah. I yeah, yeah, in hindsight, right? <laughs> uh, Barsha was better, uh, ran ran third for a while there, uh, ran close to the front, got a good start. Um, he was better. He, he went to uh, the braced frame. Remember the uh, brace that the KTM guys were running in front of the frame? Oh, so, the one that Cooper Webb took off? Yep, yep, the one that okay. Cooper Webb took off, but then they some guys put it on, and then McElrath and the TLD guys were going – Weekly with different braces and not. So, anyways, he's onto that frame. And then he talked about how he got COVID after Salt Lake and didn't come in ready for the outdoors as much as he would like, uh, which shows. And, you know, he's in a better spot after Lakewood. And, yeah, he's he's doing all right. His battle with Savachi, did you guys show that on TV? No, I did not see it. Oh, I heard you oh yeah, just tell me fantastic. About just <laughs> dive bombing each other, railing around the outside. Like, Savachi got Barsha. And then guess what Bam Bam did? Just ran it in the inside, then very next turn, right? Like, <laughs> like, just, it was it, so Savachi, and this is so Bam. So Savachi tells me, like, he, yeah, dude, it's just, it's, it was a battle, and, you know, he's aggressive, and, you know, you know what you're going to get, and, like, whatever. And then Bam walks up, and they, they laugh about it, and Bam's like, that was awesome! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just classic right classic i don't think savachi thought it was awesome you know no. <laughs> <laughs> i think savachi was like oh god like i don't want to die today you know <laughs> so that was great though uh, they went out it's one of those races and we, we've talked about this on the show a bunch it's one of those you know those times in the past like you talked about march banks and troll right yeah. um it's one of those races you'll never see and it's for it's for eighth place, and it's intense. And so, yeah, yeah, good job. That was a cool battle to yeah, watch. Yeah, because this is happening at the same time, I'm sure, that Tomac and Rockstar yeah, are battling. So yeah. no one's watching them for, you know, four positions back. No. So Barsha is right. coming in up the start straight. He's swinging out wide, and then he's cutting the inside of the turn right for Savachi's front wheel. It's great. Yeah, it's just fantastic. Savachi's trying to get the hell out of the corner as fast as he can before this dude just <laughs> takes him out. Oh, it's good. They never, you know, they never did, but you know what I mean? Like, Barsha was trying it. And then Savachi also said that Barsha was going around the rollers behind the start straight. And uh, I talked to somebody from MX Sports today, and they were like, yeah, a bunch of guys were doing that. I guess the, the, the track markers were down. And dudes were just motoring on the flat part and then jumping into the left-hand turn. So <laughs> They can expect oh. a $100 fine. Yeah, yeah, probably a photo of Weimer. <laughs> Why not? Uh, McElrath, uh, 12-5, good second moto. Yeah, like we, we mentioned, good job for that. Uh, Savachi, 8-9. Uh, he went through some pretty good uh, uh, pain at the opening round at Hangtown for him. Uh, his opening round at Hangtown. In, listen to that podcast if you can. Uh, Marchbanks, another good ride for Marchbanks, 10th overall. AP uh, fell in the second moto, uh, I think twice, for sure once. Uh, not a good day for AP. We were joking around before the, the start of the moto, and he's like, uh, he, he, he was just like saying, yeah, you know, going to go give her hell or something. I'm like, hey, just beat the vets on your team. Just go beat the two vets. And he's like, I know, right? Like, he goes, 
you'd think they would throw a hip out or something. I'm like, yeah, you'd think they'd throw a hip out. They're so old. So, uh, Craig had yeah, it hasn't a- been good. Hasn't been good for. We have to say it's that's probably one of the biggest disappointments so far. And again, we said around one, we don't know what his level of prep because he was injured coming in. But well, man, I don't I think ATM's pumped on eighth, ninth type guy. I asked him about that. He said a couple things. He said not. His arm, his wrist is still pretty good. He said it's not really hurting me, so he didn't make any excuses there. But he said that he, the doctors wanted him to start riding two weeks before Hangtown, and he started riding like five weeks before Hangtown or something. And he's mm. like, it was tough to get going. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, Craig, yep. Craig went down the first turn, first moto. And second moto, he also fell, I think, twice. So he got a lot of passing points, Christian Craig. 10-12 on the day. I, th- I thought he rode incredibly yeah. well to get 10. Yeah. No, he, he rode well, man. That's he was a, on that's it. That's a hell of a ride. Yeah. He was really, really on it. Um, and then uh, Marshall Welton, first week on the Twisted T-Bike, beating Hartraff. Yeah. I, I didn't have that in my uh, bingo card. Like, I know Hartraff hasn't been great, but he's been beating Marshall Welton. And then Welton's on the bike with very little testing. He was actually running Bogle's, oh. Bogle's setup. So That's a really bad look for, for Hartraff, in my opinion. Yes. Yes. They actually went uh, 14-15, Hartraff beating Marshall in the first moto, and the second moto, 13-14. Yeah. Hartraff has had a great Supercross season. I actually thought he had a great outdoor season last year. I don't think he's been thrilled with his motorcycle, but when a guy hasn't tested anything and switches to that bike and is with you or beating you, that's not not awesome. No. Uh, Rod Bell, good ride. Henry Miller, good ride. Troll Train. Oh, my God. What a heart of a champion. That's what champions do. (laughs) <laughs> they okay. they almost die, and then they get up and finish the race. Yeah, that was impressive because he said to you he had no chance of getting points. No. Right? No. Yeah. No. Uh, that was a hard hit. Oh, my dude. gosh. Right? He was, I think it was it was, like road racing style, high side. And the, the worst thing was he probably would have won that moto. He was like in sixth. Oh. I see. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> very, uh, it was very Tomac 2015-ish. Thank you. Uh, not, not the ride, the crash. Oh. <laughs> thought you meant the ride. Uh, uh, Gilbert was there again. Gilbert's gone back home. He'll be back for Unadilla, the UK zone. He said the the heat and the altitude got him. He said it was not pretty out there, and he said it was tougher. He said everybody warned him, and it was still gnarly. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, he's learned a lot. I mean, I remember him telling you after round one, like the one hour turnaround between motos. Yeah, got him. So it's uh, yeah, yeah. He you got to come in ready. He said he was absolutely just riding out there, like putting along. He said he couldn't believe how slow he was going, but he said I guess everybody was feeling it pretty pretty bad near the end of the second moto. So yeah. Uh, all right, uh, Grant Harlan had some fuel issues, but was good in one moto. Was up there a little bit. Um, well, I joked to them uh, before practice. You know, you look at that dirt there; it kind of has that like volcanic ash kind of feel to it. So, yeah, you know, his Hawaii zone was yeah was feeling it. Yeah, it's you, his kind of soil. You feel yeah. like yeah, you feel like he had good practice for this back back in Hawaii during the week. Yes, right. Yes, yes. Um, tectonic plates and all that stuff. Yep. <laughs> uh, Benny Bloss uh, twisted a knee first lap. He's out. Freddie Noren's got a back issue. I think Freddie's going to miss some time. And uh, and Benny, JT, did you pick Benny in fantasy? I did not. Okay, because he qualified seventh, right? So He did. Yeah, <laughs> yes. it was, uh, I, I felt like it was fool's gold. 
and uh, I just stayed away. Right, right. I was wondering if if you picked them and then your rage at that. No, I if if he's too fast in practice, it usually doesn't go well. You need him to have a really terrible practice, and then it's just kind of a, a rebound day. Like if if right. he feels like he's capable of running top five, he's just going to absolutely send it, and that usually doesn't pan out. <laughs> so I was I went over to the team there, and uh, oh by the way, we each uh, Jericho. He is uh, yes. He is relocating to the Charlotte area at some point. <laughs> Talk to him about this. Yeah. Oh yes, and he go wants to, he wants go to go to, he wants to go to wrestle, wrestling events with you. He's he told me the schedule and everything. Like there's some big wrestling events, and he expects you to go with him. Yes, he was very pumped. He, he at, because he's going to be at club with Fred. I guess as long as Freddie's okay, eventually he'll be at club events with Freddie. Ask me how far I live from there, and I'm like, yeah, I guess I can come down and hang out with you guys. And he's like, no, no, I've been checking out the, you know when they come through the North and South Carolina area, what WWE shows yeah. are coming into town. That's what he wanted to know. He did not care no, if I yeah. come and watch him ride a club. No, no, yeah. yeah. He he told me, he's like, I got to hit up Weege. We got to hit, hit some of these events. <laughs> so yes. I guess put, yes. your, put your wrestling mask on and get ready to go. Uh, did you talk to Millsaps at all, Steve? I did, yeah. Uh, so he's whatever, co-team manager, whatever I, he's I, labeled well, as. I was just going to bring that up. I don't know what's going on over there. Jeff Bloss is there. And Jeff's the manager, but then Davey's manager, and then Derek's in the mix. Does anybody know what's going on? Yeah. No. I, <laughs> no. No. So Davey's standing in the one spot where he can get good cell service to try to figure out a back doctor doctor for uh, for Freddie. This is before Benny had hurt himself. So Davey's probably, you know, doing everything he can. He's got two injured riders in the same day trying to find solutions. Uh, but all Jericho wants to do is talk about WWE. And we're talking about the various cities they'd come to and what days. And eventually Davey's like, hey, could you use your phone and, and see if you have service? Like, we got to get some answers here for these guys. But Jericho just wanted to talk about Jericho. Yeah, yeah. I I, uh, yeah. I don't know what's going on over there. And then I, whenever I see Davey, he, he's like, you know, I'm like, what are you doing here? He's like, what are you doing here? I'm like, I'm in the media. I'm, I, and he's just like, well, okay. And, and I'm like, dude. Why are you here? You have so much money, and then we get into a money argument all the time. And he tells me how he doesn't have any money. And I'm like, I, 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 I refuse to believe that. I said, I refuse to believe Any that. money is a relative term. Yeah, yeah, wrong. exactly, right? <laughs> He's like, I don't have any money. I can't, you know, and I'm like, no, 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 you have a lot of money. Why are you here being a manager? But then Jeff is there, and then uh, and Jeff came in, and, I, yeah, I just said, Jeff, don't karate kick me in the face. But what are you doing? What's the deal with this team or whatever, you know? So, yeah, yeah, it was yeah, great. I talked to Davey about it real quick at Hangtown, and I'll give him credit for this. I think part of it is just this is a team that has two rides up for grabs, and that would suck if they shut down. We thought they were. Good for Benny and for Freddie that they ended up racing. That's good for them. And I think Davey, at some degree, is just like, uh, this is not good for the sport industry paddock, riders, whatever, if the team goes away. So if I can help in some way, I should do it. What I don't get, and JT is going to want to stay far away from this. What I don't get is Benny's like, "Hey man, lit kit for today, for him," and he's got fly gear on. And I go, "No man, you got to put the chest protector under the jersey. You can't wear the uh, um, uh, the jersey, the chest protector under uh, over top." And he goes, "No, it has my name and number on it. I have to wear it over top." And I go, "Well, you can't get lit kit then." And he goes, "I bought this gear." And I'm like, "Right off." And then I'm like, okay, so uh, can you get numbers on the back? He's like, no, that's extra. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, man. I'm completely out. JT, wow. would you like to comment on Benny saying he had to pay extra for name and number on the back and didn't want to do it? 
No. <laughs> I love it. It's fantastic. Oh, it's great. Uh, uh, well, we'll all find out soon, hopefully, at some point. Uh, okay. Anything else? 450-wise? Yeah, I'm good. Do you, do you guys, uh, just a basic question. It doesn't require a heavy answer, but do oh you, you guys think we see any change as we go east, or is it just going to, this is what we got? I think we got our four set. Yeah. Don't you? I think so. Yeah. Um, I'm not. I'm not all the way there yet. But uh, I, I think we're going to, you know, the, the tracks do change a lot. So um, I, I'm pretty confident, but, yeah, I don't know, man. So it's, who do you Travel starts to weigh on guys. Tracks change. Who, a lot of change coming. Who you got for the title? I still, I'm, I'm, I'm still going with Tomac. I'm going Tomac, yeah, because I think he's going to make it 24 motos. Yeah. Once, once I realized that the knee was okay and I got more confirmation of that this weekend, uh, I just think he – he will make the least mistakes, which is that may all maybe all he needs to do. Right, Weesh? Yeah, I mean, I think Sexton's making a real case for himself, but it would be dumb to look at Tomac's track record, having won this title three times and Supercross this year, and he's about the same speed as everybody else. Like, how could you not go with that? Although, yeah, compelling case for Sexton. And by the way, the Roxon thing—it's kind of like we joked about last week with Anderson. Awesome for Kenny. Awesome, awesome. He backed up his words. He did it. But it is the flavor of the month thing we have right where he did dig deep and get it done at round three if he doesn't by round nine if he's not doing that is anyone going to be on his instagram all the people who were like yeah you proved the haters man you did yeah, it. yeah. are any of those people going to be weighing in no uh yeah yeah it's, yeah good he did do it uh but you know it's, Dude, he it's... did it at one of the 12 races there's a long way to go tracks are going to get rougher it's going to get hotter and Eli Tomac's going to be strong. That's where I'm at, right? So, yep. yep. Uh, all right, thanks to the folks at, at Renthal and Maxis, as I talked about off the top. Also want to thank the folks at motorsport.com. Uh, go through the banner on pulpamex.com or pulpamexshow.com to get a uh, something from motorsport. Free shipping on over 79 bucks, And, uh, yeah, they got a dedicated team of gearheads over there. They have a really cool social media contest. They're giving away Phil Nicoletti's bike, just giving it away. Uh, from the guys at club and find out how to win go to motorsport.com they got a whole shot photo contest as well to win tires or a set of gear motorsport.com thanks to those guys what i saw mark oh. i saw mark banks and phil and those guys just motoring down on it yeah yeah that's the same yeah, yeah i don't know i guess i got well worn they got to clean it up at some point yeah um great commercial it is, it is good, for sure. And thanks to the yeah. folks at Coba Links, of course. Uh, Coba Links, K-O-U-B-A, links.com. Pul- code PulpMX gets you uh, free shipping and a discount. Uh, it is a lowering suspension link from everything from Aprilia to Yamaha. Probably soon to be Stark, as JT uh, rode last week. JT, what's been the, what's been the, um, the reception uh, to you from various uh, vi- videos, podcasts, and written stories about the Stark? From fans and listeners, uh, I, haven't, I haven't heard a whole lot yet. Okay. Um, I, you know, there's been so much content, uh, like 50 media people and outlets and everybody all at once. Um, but I think people will have a chance to kind of digest it and work through it. Uh, but I haven't heard a whole lot yet. Okay, uh, Coba Links will probably make a lowering link for that bike at some point. But thank you to those guys of Prilly to Yamaha. Gain some confidence. Have your bike work a little better. If you're shorter of stature, your wife, girlfriend, or whatever, uh, you know TTRs and, and, and CRFs and all that kind of stuff. The uh, the guys at Coba Links make a link for that. So please check that out if you can, and use the code PulpMX to save as well at Coba Links and as well uh, Weege, uh, on X Maps. 
Yeah, I just want to say, I hope Eli Tomac doesn't go with the Cobra links. Like, you got to keep that for him. Yeah. You don't want that back end too low. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. everybody else. Not a customer. Yeah. Right, not a customer. No, no, no. Uh, our next map says uh, 600,000 miles of trails mapped out. That's trails for side-by-sides and Jeeps and dirt bikes, of course, mountain bikes. They have a separate app, which also has hiking trails called Backcountry and hunting uh, stuff as well. Uh, so it's super accurate GPS, way better than using Google Maps. Uh, the best part is that you can download the maps so you can have them when you're actually out there and you don't have cell service. And people can leave notes, and you can leave notes and get tips and tricks on what it's like to go out there. So go to onxmaps.com and onx off-road in the App Store and uh and, and do it because uh, it's summertime, man. Enjoy this stuff. And thanks to you, Asa Batteries, as well. I love, like, so as somebody that has taken, you know, uh, whether it's Tim Ferry or Troll, you know, I have my guys, right? I think that's, that's, pretty, that's pretty universally accepted. Well documented. Yes, yes. I like that you, Asa Batteries, has Ronnie Stewart, and they're sticking by him. The Candyman, uh, Ronnie Stewart, I, as I well. Know. You, Asa Batteries, please check them out as well. They're on this board, this podcast as well. And, uh, and great product, of course, and a great name. They've been around a long time. So thanks to you, Asset Batteries. All right, 250 class for uh, Thunder Valley. Weege, before we get too far into this, so you threw out uh, basically the same square footage? You threw that out? Yes, yes. Uh, a gentleman that was uh, negotiating with you to potentially give me a gift card of my choice uh, found me in the pits, and um, uh, we made a deal. Wow. But I said it would be so fun to throw basically the same square footage in the show. As much as I love gift cards and free stuff, yep. I would do it without a gift card just to do it. Just to yep. do it. All right. So what did what did yes. you say? Two riders were battling over basically the same square footage? Is that why I, I didn't? Oh, no. Oh, you don't know. Oh, no. actually, this is a great transition. I just got, into I just a, got uh, tweets oh. and everything. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, this is actually a great transition into something we need to talk about here, which is that they revamped that one part of the racetrack. Um, and what I said is it's basically the same square footage, but they just added some turns into it to <laughs> slow it down. Right. Yes. Uh, but I wanted to actually talk about that. Uh, yeah, so we all know that there's been some hellacious crashes there. We were calling a section the end zone because it ended James Stewart and Eli Tomax. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know we had a name. Yeah, okay, the end zone. Right. I, I feel like when a section of track is named after something very negative, like the end of your it, season zone, that's not good. Okay. I thought it was the uh, the cameraman crossing. Uh, <laughs> <No>? <laughs> fair. That is fair. Right. <laughs> Um, so taking that, they added turns essentially to make those straightaways shorter to take the speed down, which is great from a safety standpoint. Uh, and I wanted to talk about this because I've heard this from fans before where I think they all equate on the outside, you know, you pass people in turns. So if you add turns, you're going to have more passing and lower speeds and safer. So what's, what's not to love, but I was a little worried because as the riders will actually tell you and JT, you live this. The long straightaway might be faster, and maybe that's potentially more dangerous, but the long straightaway gives you more time to get next to the guy before you get into the turn. And in the end, Steve, what did almost all the riders say? It ended up being less passing yeah. in that section the way they did it. You add ter- tight turns, seems good on paper, yeah. doesn't always work. Didn't work. I didn't like it. Um, I mean, that was just me, my opinion. I get fixing that straightaway. It was kind of gnarly. JT's always a fan of being like, well, then just slow down. Just slow down. Um, which, <laughs> yeah, which yeah, you know, nice. that's fine. Yeah. Uh, um, so I, But I understand changing that a little bit. But the part that, you know, after you come up the top of the hill, you crest the hill, you come down, you make a, you make a left, and it's like a pure horsepower slash skill thing to get over those little doubles and 
I love that. I thought that was awesome. So I didn't like any of those changes, and we didn't see a lot of passing. And I mean, look, you 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 know, you try something, and, and maybe it works better. But th- in this case, it didn't. It worked worse. I hope they change it back. Um, to the I old thought way. it was kind of cool. I thought you I did? thought a lot okay. of those those doubles. I, and it's hard it's hard on television to kind of see it. You know, you like even watching. I watched four motos, and I still had a hard time kind of understanding how it was all linked together now because I just don't have this really wide panoramic view of it. Um, but I did think some of the like little hip doubles and some of that stuff was pretty cool. Like it looked super technical. Mm-hmm. But yeah, of course it was all you know also very difficult to pass. So there it wasn't all positive for me. I'm not against it. Um, I like the idea of slowing tracks down. I just want to explain to fans why because I, I hear so many people say why are supercross tracks cookie cutter rhythm lane turn rhythm lane turn add some turns add some more turns so they can pass and I'm like no if you ask the riders if you have a whole football field length to inch up on a guy. Maybe there's three or four jumps in a rhythm. If you can gain one foot per jump, yeah. you're next to him by the next corner. If you cut that in half, you can't get close enough. So that's why the high-speed section seems bad, but actually works for passing. But uh, they do these preseason videos that we roll out on the shows asking riders about the tracks, and almost every one of them is like, yeah, some of the downhills at Thunder Valley are, they don't want to say unsafe, they don't want to say sketchy, but they're kind of saying it in other words. Like, yeah. You are going really fast through ruts. Yeah. So I don't want to say this was a bad move. No. Yeah, I I get it. I you know and yeah. Yeah. Hey, look, sometimes change is great. So in this case, I blame Ben LeMay. He didn't even race. He was sick. But Ben <laughs> LeMay's fault. Um, it didn't work. Well, I didn't know this. He builds the track. Oh, go ahead, JT. Wow, well, he, he does. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, he works on it throughout the week. But I don't know specifically uh, okay. if that was Ben's idea. I'm just bugging him. But yeah. Um. Anyways. I do think you need to leave some of the higher speed stuff in, not necessarily downhill, but like if you think about where Tomac was trying to pass Roxon those two consecutive laps, he was setting that pass up like right after the first corner. You know, that yeah. left-hander after the first corner, he was getting next to him, working those doubles, like scrubbing to get next to him, then kind of swinging out wide in that section where, uh, ironically, Blake Baggett passed Tomac a few years ago. Swinging wide, carrying all the momentum down. You know what I mean? Like it was a really long setup past multiple corners, multiple mm-hmm. jumps, just to try to get the angle on him in that final left. Uh, and it, if it wasn't open there, if it was tight and you know switchbacks through there, he would never have a chance to even set that up. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, eh, you know what? It, it, this was a bit of old school, by the way, Lakewood. The way they prepped it with the ruts and everything, and and the dirt. Um, you know, we've seen less prep, less ripping. Uh, and the riders are able to get around. This one was more, yeah, this one was more old schoolish uh, as far as prep goes. Um, I thought the dirt was great. Congratulations to Mitch Kendra and Levi Kitchen. Uh, <laughs> 1-5 on the day. Levi was on the Pulp Show on Monday, talked about his starts, just said he couldn't get starts. But there was a man who knows how to get starts, apparently. Uh, and he, I, I, would, I would argue that. He well, does not. Uh, I, I don't know because – he sure seemed to give him good advice. Listen, just telling him to use an app on your phone before you go out doesn't necessarily rewrite the script on how to get a start. <laughs> I think it does. I think it does. Okay. Uh, okay. The Seven Deuce Deuce on Monday night was talking to Levi Kitchen. They were getting deep. Whole shot artist, Seven yep. Deuce Deuce. Yep. <laughs> well known. Uh, and, and it worked. I don't know. It was funny. Like we got tagged in so much stuff in social media, but you know the conversation on with Levi on Monday night was about starts and this and that. And yeah, Deuce Deuce got into it, and and Levi had said too, like I, I you know, I mean, I've been talking to him a little bit 
text here and there, and he just he's like, yeah, I got it. You know, I'm so frustrated with my starts, and I'm riding well. And and dude, he got a start, and he backed it up. That was a great ride, Weege. Yeah, that's the hardest part. You know, every rider says, I just need a start. Yeah, oh, they all do. Uh, right, right, they all do. Yeah, they all say that. And, uh, you know, to a lesser degree, I mean, Hunter's been up front all year, but Hunter did it the same thing to a lesser degree in Moto2, yep. where he also proved, if I just get the start, I'll win these motos. Uh, that was absolutely massive. Uh, uh, Clinton Fowler, our stat guy, uh, Levi's average first left position had been 15th in the first four motos. Then he gets a whole shot, and Jet couldn't get him. I know Jet's a little under the weather, but Jet tried a little bit, right? And he told you he couldn't catch him. Nope. So that was unbelievable. Like the difference in how you feel about Kitchen now, based on that one moto, it's one thing to say, I know I can go as fast as those guys, but to actually freaking do it. And by the way, it's not easy when you finally do get that whole shot to Dude. not get tight, not get nervous, all that stuff. What a way, JT, to win your first moto. Like that's awesome. That's a great way to do it. He was completely clean. Just looked like he, there was a parade lap, you know? Yeah, it was insane. I mean, he he literally dropped and forced Jet Lawrence to just, you know, check up and say, yeah, I'm not going to be able to do it this time. Like that, that's really, really impressive. And and I thought Jet was really transparent on on the podium in his interviews, basically saying like, yeah, I I tried and that wasn't going to happen. Like, yeah, Levi was just riding too well. Great. Um, So, yeah, congratulations to Kitchen. I did want to add, though, on the starts, you know, this track with the altitude and all these things are, are so much different that it can really affect the starts. Um, and my own personal experience with this in 2007, I started uh, second and fourth at this race and my starts typically sucked outdoors uh, just because the bike was so much different. You have to start in first gear. Um, there's just a lot of differences at this track. And like for first gear, the, my bike just ripped right out of the gate. However, my gearing was set up and it was just a complete anomaly for the season based off of the altitude and elevation. So we all know how fast those bikes are anyway, and it could have just been something like that where he had to go down to first gear and everything just worked a little bit more smoothly. The chef. Good job. Fourth in the points now. Second motor was good, too. He was way back. Uh, he said he, he not, wasn't feeling well. He had a strep throat or something during the week. What's with all these, by the way, sickness just everywhere right now. It's just it's, it's everywhere in the pits. Everybody's sick. Um, I actually was feeling a little sick after uh, Hangtown, too. I had, like, a minor cold oh, wow. after Hangtown. So, oh. yeah. So, um, yeah, he uh, he said that second moto was tough on him, uh, but he he rode really well. He yeah, he looked like he was feeling rough. Yeah, he really did. Yeah, uh, started eleventh and worked his way up to fifth. Uh, caught Schmoda, got by him. Um, yeah, second moto Weege was impressive too. Yes, uh, he even got caught up, kind of like a semi crash with that Hamaker Thrasher thrashing. Uh, but that didn't uh, mess him up too bad either. Yeah, that's really impressive. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe it's too early. It's really his first full season. It was the first time he ever raced that track. So I don't know if we can fully be like, wait, we got ourselves a new title contender, but he is fourth in points. I don't know. Maybe. Did you please tell me you talked about what the chef was cooking up? Yeah, you got to go back and watch the show. There are many. Okay. There square footage thing yeah. and off. Oh, the chef was cooking. I mean, that was probably nine times. Okay, all right, good, good. good yeah. Good. yeah. We're on Mad TV, dude. I don't care. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm letting it fly. That's great. Uh, yeah, we good. put JT on the show, Steve. I mean, they put your show on the air. Like, what, what yeah. do you have to lose yeah. at this point? Yeah, no, yeah, it's a great point. Once you put pulp on your station, it, <laughs> yeah. anything JT can lose. Goes. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's prison rules after that. 
uh, good job for Levi Kitchen, 1-5. Jet wins again. You know, we talked about last week, uh, Hunter was probably faster than him. Joe Schmoda looked faster than him, right? He was under the weather, uh, and he still took the win. And this week, again, not feeling well, 2-2. And he takes the win again over Hunter, like three in a row. This is, yeah, JT, more the same. Like the kid is, he's just the real deal in every which way, and, and, and he just makes it happen. Yeah, and again, people get sick of hearing about it, whatever. I, I kind of don't care. I think he, he deserves all the accolades. And he's finding ways to get it done, right? Because we know there are going to be weekends, just like at Fox Raceway, where he's going to be the best guy. And no one's going to be able to do a damn thing about it. And he's going to go 1-1 or 2-1 or something like that. But these weekends where he's just not hes not perfect, he's not the best jet we've ever seen. He's deathly ill <laughs> at Hangtown. He still finds a way to get it done. He still gets the win. Mm-hmm. That's really scary for everybody else, yep. right? And it's not a huge points lead. It's only 12 points. But if you're still getting the overall win on days that don't go necessarily your way, what the hell are you going to do about him on the days that it does go your way? Yep. Yeah, no, for sure. And Hunter, 4-1, like you said, uh, Weege, he has been saying, like, I just need to start. I just need to start. And like you said, he got one and he took off. And so, yeah, it, it, props to Hunter. Looked great. I don't, I don't actually know if I've, he said it. I think it's just been so obvious. Oh, yeah. That he, uh, well, you know, I think people yeah. around him have been saying that he's been saying that from what I hear. Sure. Honda, I mean, it's Honda people. In it's, the, and then his agent who was sure. forcing forcing the Lawrence brothers down our throat, which is my new thing with the agent. Yep. <laughs> um, I don't know if anyone needed to say anything. It was obvious. I mean, he's basically been about ninth at the beginning of every moto. He started behind Jet in every moto. Uh, so, yeah. I, I the the question is, and JT kind of doused that flame, like, oh, if Kitchen and Hunter need to approve their starts, maybe this is proof that they did. But to JT's point, nothing. There's a chance none of this applies at a normal track without a first gear start, uphill altitude, all that. So yeah, and, I guess we'll just have to see. And the star bikes are so good here too. They are. They've been proving that yeah. over the years, right? So, yeah. Uh, Justin yeah. Cooper three three for fourth overall. Oh, that's not that's not great. Um, but rode well, uh, both motos. Mosman had bike problems in both motos. Not happy. They had bike problems there last year. Remember, all their guys did. did. Um, yep. And I and I said, well, I just thought it was fuel. And, and Mosman told me, like, he's like, yeah, I, I guess not. I guess we didn't fix it. And he wasn't, wasn't stoked. Uh, but, yeah, Mosman definitely was on it and bike problems from the TLD guys. So uh, that's got to hurt. Uh, Shimoda was consistent. But I guess what? Guess what? Shimoda was sick, apparently. Okay. Yeah. Shimoda was sick. <laughs> I was wondering because he was not nearly as good as he was at the first two rounds. Right, right. Uh, Styles Robertson, sixth overall. That's uh, I think that's a career best for Styles, and he's been steady to start the outdoors. It's been good for, yeah, for Styles. Yeah, that was way better. Yep, yep. That was, that was a lot better. Uh, Matt LeBlanc, 10-9. Um, Is that how you pronounce it? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Weege, give, <laughs> give a guy a call, Weege. Okay, yeah, thanks yeah. for the yeah. tips. I, yep. Somebody emailed me and said, and I'm sure he's a nice gentleman, and he's just like, you guys are all pronouncing LeBlanc wrong. Please give me a call, and I'll tell you. Well, yeah, I, that's what I don't get. Like, we had this uh, rando guy a couple years ago that had all the answers to, quote-unquote, fix Ken Roxon, 
but he required a phone call. Why, just share the info. Yeah. If, if you know the answer, just tell us. There's, there is less than zero chance I'm calling a guy to be like, hey, man, how do you pronounce LeBlanc? Yeah. <laughs> I, don't even answer my, I don't even answer my phone most of the time if I know who's calling, let alone am I calling some random person. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> but So LeBlanc, uh, look, the, the, like the opener didn't go great, right? First rational ever. And we heard he was going to stick to Loretta's. And his second week was better. And now he's doing all of them, Weech. What happened? I know. And, dude, question star at your own peril. You know, they got another hit on their hands now with Kitchen. So LeBlanc tells me on Friday that he's in for all 12 rounds. And I was kind of surprised because it it wasn't great. I didn't feel like the first two. And I'm like, why? And he's like, that second moto at Hangtown. You know, that second moto at Hangtown really turned everything around. And I think you and I joked. I mean, what did he get, like 12th or something? So I was like, what? What the, the second moto of Hangtown was that that amazing? But hey, don't ever question Star because he was significantly better. Like great move. It was a good that you let him race a third race and keep on going. And suddenly, from where we saw round one to round three, you're like, oh wait, they might really have something here. So um, they know what they're doing. Yeah, and, and and coming in the narrative from the amateur motocross quote unquote experts was Romano's legit. LeBlanc has struggled, and and Romano will be really good, and LeBlanc will struggle. At Lakewood, flip a coin, they were basically the same guy in both motos, right? They were right around each other, uh, all of that stuff, and LeBlanc has raised his game. So, yeah. Yeah, well, all you need to know is that they said Romano's in for all 12 for yeah, sure, yeah. and LeBlanc was not supposed to be, and that just points to the development. And I do want to point out that there's a lot of criticism when people say these teams are hunting for trophies at Loretta's. I can tell you that is not their priority. That is not their priority. They are trying to figure out the development curve. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, it's the same thing. Like baseball has minor leagues. You don't take someone straight out of high school and have them go against a 30 year old pitcher who throws a hundred miles an hour. So they're just trying to figure out who's ready, who's not. Um, and I, we've seen countless amateurs start at Hangtown or the, whatever the opener is. They are more than willing to forgo Loretta's titles if it's in the rider's best interest as a pro. So I hope this is a little evidence uh, of that. Uh, so Hamaker fourth, uh, fifth in the first moto. That's a good job. And then again, I didn't watch the broadcast. He took out Thrasher. Uh, oh, I, I got. Yeah, how do you want to call that? JT? I, got, I don't want to. I don't oh, okay. know. I got text that it was greasy, dirty, all that stuff. But again, so it, I disagreed with. Uh, I disagreed with Ricky a little bit there. Um, he put the blame on Hamaker a little bit for basically saying like he should have checked up when it's that early in the race and. Uh, Thrasher was on the outside. I kind of go the other side where I think Thrasher on the outside has to check up, right? If you're on the outside and the guy on the inside, to me, the guy on the inside has the line, right? And if you're going to get taken out, if you force it, you've got to check up. So I, I kind of went the other way. I know it's in the moment. So maybe, maybe Ricky misspoke. Maybe he would change his tune. Now I completely understand that side of the coin more than ever. Now, are you gonna um, are you gonna all caps him no, on Twitter? That's, okay, that's yeah, that's kind of what I'm saying. Yeah. Like I'm, I, I understand that dynamic much more now. But in high, you know, thinking back on it now, I, I think that Thrasher has to give him the line. Like if if you go, okay, if I go for it here, I'm just gonna get cleaned out. You are not in. You don't have any leverage in that situation. So you can blame Hammaker if you want, but I think he had the line there. And uh, yeah, things went sideways. It clearly didn't go well. But I would put it more on Thrasher. Thrasher left the track in a sling. I saw that. I mean, Thrasher wasn't ahead of him. It wasn't like Thrasher goes in minding his own business and Hammaker just cleans him out. That's not what happened, in my opinion. 
All right. Uh, well, uh, Hammaker also uh, torpedoed my uh, fantasy team as well with Thrasher. So thanks. Thanks, Seth. That's awesome. Yep. Uh, and Jalik Swole. And I, he was on my team too, so I should have every reason to be pissed. But I, that's, that's and, and I had Jalik Swole, and he was maxing out at forty six points or something, or almost basically maxing out. And three laps to go, he knocks himself out coming down a hill. So yeah, not not great. Um, Jalik's had a rough start too, by the way. We are going to the track he won at last year, so he should have some good vibes. But it's been tough for him for sure. Uh, Pierce Brown crashes. Tough day. Derek Kelly. Derek Kelly in the first moto, what, hold on. Derek Kelly, AEO guy, um, strong, best ever, best ever Hangtown, best ever national form at Hangtown. And Derek Kelly came from, yeah, 17th up to like, dude, he was on it. He was up to, came up to, like, 10th, he got right? the 10th, I think. Yeah, and then crashed yeah, again. Yeah, second moto. Second moto is 10. But yeah. uh, he got up to oh, – I'm just trying to figure this out. You want me to, like, talk about Onyx maps or something? Or <laughs> Derek Kelly rode really good. He charged, okay, he yeah, Derek Kelly rode really well. Good job. He charged up. Plane, Steve. He crashed twice in the first moto and still finished 14th and passed a lot of dudes. So just want to shout out Derek Kelly. Rode well. Um. I, I, this is not a disrespect to Derek Kelly, but we're used to the 250 class having so many factory bikes that when he popped up on the screen and 10th, and look, we have had timing and scoring errors through the years. I don't know if you guys ever noticed oh, this. No. Yeah, no. Not familiar. No. Okay. So I honestly thought about it twice. I'm like, do I acknowledge this or is this a mistake? And I hate to say that about a guy like when he gets to 10th, like I wasn't quite sure to believe it. But in this class, we are just tuned to – the first 16 guys are factory 250s. It's just the way it's going to be. So when I saw him in 10th, I was—I mean, I was taken aback. That's just so hard to do. And then I'm like, it's a track where horsepower is even more at a premium, and all these things. That's phenomenal. Yeah, he rode really well. His teammate Varese now. So Varese is on that team for good. Do we know? I don't—I don't know. But Varese. Yeah, it's kind of what I heard. I think Kate uh, Husky maybe wasn't going to transport his bike anymore, so this is a better deal financially and, for him. And what happened to Masterpool? Just back, hurt, back to being Master Pool. Just who knows? Just, that, just hurt. Right. Just he's back. Yeah. Uh, Josiah Natsuki rode really well in the first moto to come from 34th to 17th. Max Volan, bike problems uh, in lap one and then uh, eighth in the second moto. Thrasher taken out. Uh, what else? Max Miller rode all right in one moto. I had him in fantasy. So I was watching that. Uh, Jack Chambers. Chambers and Miller were right around each other all day. They're teammates, by the way. So. Um, all right, anything else 250-wise? We're on to high point. We're on to high point? Okay. I'm, uh, back. I'm, I'm back with Weege, just making his, his day harder. Fly Racing, yep. Racer X Podcast. Please check out Fly Racing again, uh, if you can, at your local dealer at motorsport.com. Uh, JT, MXGP today in Toysenthal. Uh, good good track, cool crowd. Um, hey, Sewer. Sewer, uh, Geyser won, but I think Sewer winning that second moto was pretty impressive coming off his win last week in France and Sewers started slow, but, and, or how much of this, how much of this JT is guys are just having this humongous points lead, but he's not been as good lately. Well, there's a little bit of that, but keep in mind, Geyser hasn't been on the podium for three rounds leading up to this. Yeah. yeah. So, That's what I mean. So like how much yeah. is the points lead to do with that? Um, I think if, 
if there was a serious contender, you know, the Hurlings or Fedra or someone like that, that was healthy, you know, Geyser would be paying a, a really heavy price for those three misses in a row of podiums. But you had Renault was really the only guy that was hanging in there. He was 73 points down going in. He is now out for an extended period with several broken vertebrae. And now it's Sewer in second, who's 101 points down. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're a little bit past halfway, and it's two full races already. So I don't think you're going to see Geiser take big chances at any point. Uh, why would he? You know, yeah, really, he just has to kind of milk this thing all the way home. Now, keep in mind, to win a race, you know, it's probably a hundred grand for Tim Geiser. So he's going to try to win. But on a track like today, which was it was really sketchy, um, the traction had kind of gone away. The bumps and the ruts were all hardened. It was it was really tough. I just don't think you're going to see Geiser put himself in a position to throw it away anymore. You know, yeah. moving yeah. forward. Right, right. Uh, Prado's third. Fernandez had a good day. Which is actually yep. just like Ferrandis for some people over here, like J Mart. J Mart. You think J Mart was talking about Ruben Fernandez all this time? No. Okay. Uh, uh, Prado. Prado wasn't great, honestly. Yeah. And uh, he he's expected to win in this class. That that's really what he's tasked with, and uh, that's what he expects from himself. And he really wasn't close to that today in either moto. I mean, he wasn't. I, I don't want to say he wasn't relevant because that's not true. Right. But he wasn't yeah, he's third in overall. the fight for yeah. the win. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, and he was way back. Like it was, he wasn't even close to the leaders. Good showing for Febra first race back. That was cool. Yeah, that's yeah. all right. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I don't think big picture. That's he's like stoked, but at the same time, he's only been riding for like three weeks. So yeah. to come back out and be running around the top five is pretty good. Uh, what else caught your eye? Garrett's was back in the points lead. Vial's bike broke. Yeah, Vial's bike broke uh, second moto. Oh. Um, Vial was running a, a Blue Crew. easy second. Blue Crew. Yep. He wasn't going to beat Benestant in that second moto. Benestant was on fire yep. uh, all day long. Um, but yeah, brutal blow. I, I don't. I still don't know exactly what happened. He, you know, was sitting there trying to get it, uh, you know, to turn over with with battery, and uh, he clearly wasn't happy. But I mean, that's a huge gift for Geertz to uh, go. F- I think he was uh, like. 12 down and goes to the lead, something like that. Yeah. So uh, that, series, that series is really the only entertaining championship fight. You know, the, the MXGP titles, you hate to say it's over, but it's what, pretty damn over. Was there sort of a pall over the whole pits with Ferrado being out? Sort of a damp? Oh, yeah, just yeah. very somber. You yeah. know, um, there was a moment of silence, all, all, all types of weekend kind of uh, remembrance. You know who loves Ferrado? Tony Caroli. James Burfield. Tony oh, Caroli. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. Big Ferrado guy. Yep. Can they communicate without him speaking? Yeah. Italian? Yeah. They seem like it was fun. I don't know. <laughs> it's, okay. it's odd, but yeah, they, they do. They do. Uh, Jill and, and, and Tony, big fans of Ferrado. So, nice. um, uh, what else? Uh, I had something else to ask you about the MXGP. I can't remember. I don't think now. people understand how. Uh, how much different the tracks are like when I'm watching and I walk out on the track, you know, we have, they have an hour break in between the first set of motos and the second set of motos. So it gives me an opportunity to go check out the track and I want no part of it. You know, when I'm at a national, I'm like, Oh, that looks pretty fun. I wouldn't mind riding today. When I'm at an MXGP, I'm like, absolutely not. Keep a motorcycle as far away from me as possible. Uh, the tracks are just brutal and like it's, you know, they don't prep them the same. They don't, they definitely don't prep them as much in between motos. Yeah. If a, if a section gets really nasty at MXGP, it's almost like they take pride in it, like how brutal it is where at Lucas Oil Promotocross, they'd be out there fixing it, and, and it's just a completely different approach to it. 
I think maybe it develops the riders a little bit more, to be honest, but it does not look fun at all. I've said this a few times. The, their practice tracks are even worse. You see videos from these practice tracks during the week. You're like, I mean, Chad Reed went, I've told this story, Chad Reed went home from a test at Yamaha because Glenn Helen wasn't prepped. Like, he went yeah. home. And yep. when, when these guys come to Baker's Factory or wherever, these riding facilities, they are blown away at the prep that gets done every single, every single these days, these guys line up on a Wednesday, Thursday. Like, they're just like, what, yep. what are you guys doing? Right. And, but and, but yeah. that's also how the racetracks are. Yeah. So you need to prepare for what you're going to race on. Yeah. Right. So yeah. It, it makes sense why they would do that. Yep. And, and I, I remember you go back a long time ago. I remember riding with Sebastian Tortelli in the early two thousands and we would ride on tracks that, you know, in the middle of the week that were just blown out and he was so fast. And I'm like, how are you, how are you doing that? He's like, you should see what I grew up riding on. You know, like this, this is nothing. Like this is, this is great traction and super safe compared to what I had to ride on every day. By the way, you saw Seb at the Stark thing. How, how's he? How's he doing? Oh, he's as oh. great as ever. Oh, Seb, he's great as ever. Seb, he's just he's like a you know just a just ageless wonder. Yep. You know he'll yep. always just, be Sebastian Tortelli. What a human! It was, it was eighty-five degrees on, and he had a scarf on. What a human being. <laughs> What a human being! Just on and and you know yeah. working with the next technology, right? It just it's all perfect. Yeah, he is the mold that like you know in, in a twenty five thousand years they're going to come back and they're going to look and see like oh wow there was this this human species that yeah. once roamed the earth and he will be the mold. They're like oh well this is this was the best of them. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, it won't be me. It won't be me. That's for sure. No. Uh, but yeah. Uh, uh, okay. All right. Um, interesting to uh, to hear those those takes on it on everything. And uh, and Mitch Evans continues his up and downness where I'm like Mitch Evans is bad. He's a lot better. Mitch Evans is better. Mitch Evans is yeah, he's back. Yeah. I talked. I, I got to talk to him for a bit. Uh, I never really had before, and he is just a, a walking triage unit. Um, his wrist is not good still. Yeah. His shoulders banged up from a huge crash in France on the start last week, and he's just like, man, I, I, you know, my whole upper body is just is. I'm just trying to hold on to the motorcycle. That's it. Like everything <laughs> I just, hurts. I just try to hold on, right? Yeah. Um, uh, Designations with the Lawrence brothers and Mitch Evans could be spicy. Yeah. Could be good. Yeah. It could be good. And if Tim Ritchie doesn't screw over America again. But. <laughs> God. Hunter, Hunter was good the last time in those conditions. He was fun. Yeah, he was. Whether uh, there was sand, I was talking about this actually, ironically, today. Because everyone over there is, you know, it's they're they're doing their motocross nations prep already. Like they're having to start thinking about logistics for that. If you didn't add sand, even if they did or didn't, I'm pretty sure they did. Everybody was there. Like it, I don't know where that sand would have appeared from otherwise. If they didn't do that, oh boy, do, do people understand how bad the track would have been? Somebody's getting a phone call, Weege. I don't care. Richie swears. Yep. Swears. Call me. I won't answer anyway. <laughs> it would have been an absolute disaster had there not been sand added to the track. It rained for like three days straight. I don't know. I don't, don't want to hear it. We no. got beat. We got beat. We were not the best team. It wouldn't have mattered. If it would have been muddier, we probably would have done worse. It, it was all time, and I got to call Francis win live at the track. <laughs> it's all time. Uh, before we go on the uh, Fly Racing podcast, uh, Weege, there, uh, there was a media guy there, uh, a gentleman named Jamie, and uh, you uh, you put him in the uh, Twisted T post-race show, from what I understand. I had to catch a flight, so I, d- I didn't see it. Um, just 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 for the record, Weege, mm-hmm. if this Jamie gentleman would yes. have been there with uh, a, a pony 
and a bandana on, would you have put him in the Twisted Tea post-race show? No. And, in fact, uh, we say that in the show. Oh. I don't think it's posted uh, yet, okay. uh, but we did shoot it with our, our man Tommy Tenders of Team Fried. And, uh, yeah, that's what I said. That this man's life has changed. We cut his hair in Minneapolis. Suddenly he has a YZ250. He got to be schooled by Chris Kiefer in the high des. Uh, now he's a respected media member named Janie, not Darkside. Yep. Yep. And uh, we just, he's a journalist. I just needed scoops. Uh, I'm not able to attend the post-race media sessions. Yep. We're doing a, a post-race show for TV, and I needed info from a journalist. And Jamie from Texas, uh, he says his podcast is called Moto X-Pod, not Pony Pod. I, 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 I was not aware. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's know. not the Pony Pod. Right. Um, but, yeah, he's just a respected journalist in the uh, paddock. And uh, it's kind of like that Adam Wheeler I, I kind of equate yeah, him to. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and, and zero chance that a guy named Darkside with a bandana and a greasy pony coming out the back <laughs> is getting on any show at any time. Just just for the no. record. Yeah. Nope. He's yep. really. Yep. The, he owes it all. Well, I don't want to say you. I mean, Kiefer was a massive part of it, but you guys wow. have changed his life. Yep. And now he's doing post-race shows. Yep. Mm-hmm. I love he's it. Respected journalist. Yep. All right. Uh, anything else, JT, from Germany? Nope. Ready to uh, – got a long day of flying ahead of me tomorrow. Yeah, you do. Uh, all right. That's been the uh, racer, Fly Racing Racer X uh, Lakewood Review. And uh, thanks, gentlemen. I appreciate it. We each, JT. Thanks, boys. See ya. See ya. This has been the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show, presented by Maxxis Tires, Renthal, Motorsport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. Thanks for listening and supporting our partners. Don't change the air. Don't change the air.